It's time to take the quiz. Five questions, five minutes a day, five days a week. Take the quiz every weekday at thequiz.fox and then listen to the quiz podcast to find out how you did. Play, share, and of course, listen to the quiz at thequiz.fox. This is the Fox News Rundown Extra. I'm Lisa Brady. They're still assessing damage from a flood disaster in Kentucky. Waves of heavy rain leaving whole communities underwater, killing more than three dozen people, with others still unaccounted for. We spoke with two flood survivors, including Travis Bowling, who expects to lose his house. We made some edits for time and thought you might like to hear the whole thing. So thanks for listening. And if you haven't already, please subscribe to the weekday Fox News Rundown podcast. Now here's Travis Bowling on the Fox News Rundown Extra. Thank you for talking with us. We really appreciate it. You're welcome. Sorry for everything that you're going through down there. I'm, I can't imagine. And um, I'm certainly interested to hear more from you. I'm going to jump right in with questions. Is that okay? Yep. Thanks, Travis. Um, what kind of damage are, are you dealing with? The floodwaters got up about two feet deep inside my house above the finished floor. The home is going to be considered a total loss. Then we've got sheds outside with, you know, lawn tools, uh, workshop tools, all that stuff. The sheds, one shed we tied to a tree with a rope, uh, saved it, but it's overturned, just chunk piled up. Well, the <laughs> things piled up everywhere in it. The other shed uh, is against the back door of the house. Uh, we had a, a semi-in-ground pool uh, with a deck all the way around it washed away. And uh, my wife and I, today, we were cleaning out my kids' rooms. We sent my kids to, with the grandparents and uh, cleaned out their rooms. We didn't want them to see us throwing away their personal items that are beyond salvage, you know. Wow. Just absolutely heartbreaking. I'm, I'm glad to hear that you're all safe in, in your family. But it's that really speaks to the power of the water, the force of it. Did this get bad for your house on day one, or did it not fully hit your property until the rain kept coming back for days? Yeah, so the rain started on Monday or Tuesday, um, and we live along the North Fork of the Kentucky River, and and the river just continually rose. Uh, We were on vacation, actually, but we were watching the river levels through the National Weather Service's Hydrological Prediction Service, on Monday, they weren't predicting anything, you know, or Tuesday, really, that was going to bother us, or Wednesday. But the rains kept coming. We knew it was torrential rain, so we came home Came home a day early from vacation. Um, Wednesday, still Wednesday, it wasn't looking that bad, so we went to bed, and uh, 5 o'clock the next morning, my brother-in-law knocked on my door because the cell phones were out, and we don't have a landline. We just have cell phones now. Cell phones were out. Internet was out. Knocked on my door, said, hey, we've been trying to call you. Uh, the waters are up high. We're, we think we need to move some stuff that are your, your stuff that's outside that's lowest. You probably ought to start moving it away just in case. So you go outside and you start moving things up that are lowest. Like we have a couple cars parked that were down low and moving some things out of the shed that are really valuable that, that we knew might get uh, some water in them. Then uh, the water just kept coming, and we, we didn't think it would ever get in the house. So um, we went and helped my father-in-law move a bunch of his equipment and stuff. And uh, by the time it gets to the house, 
we're getting in a situation where we would be trapped in the home. So we kind of had to just put some stuff up high and evac. Um, so we weren't able to get a, a lot of stuff out of the home. But uh, it hit Thursday. I'm, I never did answer your question. It hit my home about, uh, I guess the crest was Thursday evening, about 8 o'clock. We weren't able to, to get into my home after about probably 10 o'clock or 12 o'clock noon day Thursday on the 28th. So after that, that's when we had to eat back about noon on Thursday. Has, has this just completely put life on hold for you and for others around you? I mean, I guess it really depends on the maybe the, the, the level of devastation in some areas. Yeah, so all of eastern Kentucky, you know, in the mountains, uh, there's a river between or a stream between every mountain. So it's widespread devastation. Uh, the school my kids go to, the the school enrollment is like 350, and they have 37 kids that are displaced from their homes. And most of the homes were, a lot of them were modular or mobile homes that just completely floated away. Um Mine did not float away uh, other than the outside stuff. But you could see, you know, outbuildings and homes and belongings floating down the river behind my house. I think there's still some people that are unaccounted for. I know they're still running search and rescue helicopter missions. How has this tragedy for the state affected you on a personal level. I mean, you've, you've said your home is going to be a total loss, but I mean, psychologically, emotionally, it can't be easy because just getting from one day to the next right now it is nothing like it was. It's devastating. It, it really is uh, devastating. And it's hard, it's hard uh, psychologically to go in and see things. I know my daughter was brokenhearted because she had her great grandmother's Bible and it got destroyed um, some other sentimental items, you know, the things, things that belong to family members, uh, that really bothers you that you lose pictures that family pictures and things like that. Um, we will be okay. Uh, we have faith in God that he will take care of us and we'll eventually recover, uh, emotionally and financially. Uh, we've got a good community people here, a lot of family that uh, that that care for each other, that help each other out. My wife's a teacher. Her school's been coming down and bringing us some food as we clean up. There's no water, electricity, or anything. Um, friends have reached out to us from our church, from our old church when we lived in Ohio. They've reached out. Um family members, cousins come down to help us clean out and shovel mud. Uh, so, so we're getting some help on the cleanup end of it and, uh, we're going to be all right. It's going to be a long time and some people won't ever recover financially or psychologically. I think my family is going to be okay, but some people got wiped out a year ago and, in, in a, in a similar event that was about four feet, the water was four feet lower than it was this time about a year and a half ago. It sounds like you're having to do um, a lot of work just to prepare for a damage assessment. If, if I'm reading the situation correctly, you even though it, it seems like the home is going to be a total loss, I guess you, you've got to prepare for someone to be able to do an inspection. Is that what's happening? Because you've got so much cleanup happening. 
That's right. We had an insurance uh, inspection today. Uh, of course, we've my family, my wife has done a lot of the work. Me, some cousins, uh, immediate family, in-laws, pretty much have removed every thing from inside the house. I think we've took off like uh, six or eight uh, trailer loads of personal belongings to the dump site, uh, just soaked up with water. But the house is almost empty. It was empty enough for the insurance adjuster to come in and, and take a look at everything today. But yeah, uh, we, we'll have to do all the cleanup uh, with help from hopefully some friends and neighbors and maybe some uh, volunteers organizations. I see Samaritan's Purses pulled into the church parking lot next to my house. And Christian Aid Ministries from Ohio is here. So we appreciate all the help that uh, all the volunteers and all the financial support to these groups like those uh, that people send in. What about the, the local and federal government response, including FEMA? From what you've seen, do you think enough is being done? I couldn't say we applied to FEMA and were denied. Someone told me you have to be persistent and reapply, but uh, there's people a lot worse off than I am. Which is really saying something because your home, you know, appears to be a total loss. That's correct. Yeah, that's correct. Uh, I didn't lose any people. That's the big thing. And we're we're safe. We live. Uh, our church has taken us in. We have we have a one of the things we like to do for recreation is to camp. So I have a small camper, and we're living in a camper. Uh, my church lets let us take the camper to the church where they have running water. So in the camper, we have you know a roof over our head, beds. Um, we can take showers in the church and cook. So a lot of people don't have that much. I saw some tents along the railroad tracks a couple miles from here where people were living in tents. So a couple couple people that well, there, there's places where bridges are washed out and people can't even get out to uh, get to safety or whatever. Hey, folks, it's your man, Keyshawn Johnson, here to talk about Angie, formerly known as Angie's List, your go-to home services, marketplace for getting all your jobs done well. Now you might be wondering, what exactly is Angie? Well, let me tell you. It's the nation's largest home services marketplace, connecting over 150 million homeowners with skilled professionals to tackle any project, big or small. As a homeowner myself, I always have things I want to work on for my house, whether it's general home renovations or fun projects like putting in a pool. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it a breeze to research, compare, and hire pros, ensuring every job is done well. Whether you're fixing a leaky faucet or planning a full kitchen renovation, Angie's got your back. And get this, folks. Angie's pros aren't just any old contractors. They're your neighbors, often running small businesses right in your community. Plus, they've been rated and reviewed by others in your area. So you know you're getting quality service. So why stress over home projects when you can turn to Angie? From finding the best price to scheduling a pro at your convenience, Angie's got you covered every step of the way. So get started today at Angie.com. That's Angie.com or download the app today to get started on getting all your jobs done. That's Angie, your trusted ally in home services. 
What else would help people on a day-to-day basis right now? Probably um, compassion, people showing they care, people boots on the ground coming to help people uh, clean up and, and put their lives together. Um, if you can't uh, find a find one of those organizations like Samaritan's Parish or Christian Aid Ministries, and if you can, I uh, request that that money go to the flood victims down here. Um, but uh, other than that, people just need prayer and a lot of support and a helping hand as they try to clean up and, and clean the mud up and uh, do mold remediation in their homes. Uh, you basically have to go a few feet above where water touches in a house and just gut the house and replace everything that water touched. Uh, so people are going to have to be doing that. And the one thing we, the one thing thing we're figuring out right now is, uh, people's homes that they paid, you know, a hundred thousand for 10 years ago to replace that home now is two or three times that. So it's for some people, they're just not going to be able to afford to do that. And if they were insured for, what it's worth they're way uninsured now because of inflation is there anything that you want people to know about kentucky or that you hope that they will come to know with all of the attention that this catastrophe has brought to the state the folks of kentucky are resourceful people yes there's a lot of uh, folks here that uh, live very simple lives but they are some of the people that are the some of the best people on earth there's great people everywhere but the people there's people here a lot of people here are just some of the best people you'll ever meet they're resilient uh they'll 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 bounce back uh and uh we will bounce back as a community and and like i said it'll be a while but um we appreciate everybody that's coming down to help out and uh, that's about it well travis bowling i know you have a long road ahead but um we certainly wish you and your family and your state um all the best and you have our sympathies for everything that's happening all right yeah um as far as you're asking about the people of kentucky there's a lot of negative stereotypes out there and uh, there's negative stereotypes about people everywhere but there's a lot of fine working people here uh, that are very conservative, you know, just salt of the earth people working every day and living their lives and um, kind of get a, a bad rap through the stereotypes and things and the trolls on the internet and all that stuff. But I can assure you that uh, that's people of Eastern Kentucky are, are some of the, best people on earth and work as hard as everybody everywhere we usually just don't make as much money as everybody everywhere else (laughs) doing the same things well we hope that it all somehow starts to get better soon travis thank you again for spending so much time with us all right thank you very much 
We also spoke to lifelong Kentucky resident Jeremy Noble, who lives in Jackson, too. He posted a message online directed at some of the world's richest people, including Bill Gates, Elon Musk, and Jeff Bezos, urging them to help one of the poorest parts of the country. We thought you'd like to hear that interview in its entirety as well. Hi, Jeremy Noble. Hello. Hey, it's Lisa Brady. Thank you so much for speaking with us. We really appreciate it. No problem. Um, I wish it could be under better circumstances, to say the very least. But we do we do thank you for your time, and I, I wanted to help get some of your message out. Um, so I'm going to uh, jump right in with a few questions. Is that okay? Yes, go ahead. Okay. Um, I know that your home was not lost, um, and that your property in general was largely spared, you know, flood damage, or at least the most significant kind of flood damage. As a lifelong Kentucky resident, though, have you ever witnessed anything like this kind of damage from a storm in your state? No. Uh, I was telling some people earlier, I said, you've seen, I've seen pictures of Katrina and everything, and it's, that was all horrible, but it, it, I had never seen it in person. This has to be comparable to that. Uh, and it's something that I feel like people would have to see in person to actually grasp the the extent that it is. It's really sombering. I know that um, you're in Jackson, correct? And but your your home place where you grew up, I guess, did have a lot of damage. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, uh, after the waters receded. Uh, we traveled up that way to help some friends and family. Places were just obliterated. Uh, there were empty lots where you may not know there were places there before, and you wouldn't know at that time. But, I mean, just just to know that there was stuff there at once at one time, and, and then you'll see it along the creek banks, in the trees, power lines, uh, power line posts just snapped in two like toothpicks. Uh, it's it's crazy to think about the uh, strength of the water that was coming through there. And where did you travel to? Was that around Hazard or, or a different area? It was uh, on 476. It's a little road that actually connects Prairie County and Bethel County. Uh, I have uh, family in, in Rowdy in Prairie County, and I also have family in Bethel County. And that is uh, all on 476 along Troublesome Creek. Why did you put out this public message that you put out essentially calling out some of the world's richest people by name? I just, I see posts and stuff all the time about them donating these large sums of of money. And I live in the poorest region in the United States. I don't know that we ever see any of that. It's just, it's kind of crazy that they're out here saying that they're doing all this good for people. And we don't see any of it. I'm a case manager, and I try to help people, you know, get these opportunities. And they're few and far between, mostly only government assistance. Have you been hearing the same thing from friends, neighbors, relatives? You know, do your fellow Kentuckians feel left out? Do they feel neglected? Absolutely. Uh, it just seems like there's opportunity everywhere else but here. 
when you say opportunity, you mean in general, you don't just mean opportunity for help. You mean opportunity for, you know, a better future, different jobs, this kind of thing. Correct. That's, that's totally correct. I know, uh, I did a little re- research. One of the things that I mentioned in my post was about, uh, the, uh, Bill Gates foundation and, one, one thing they're supposed to try to do is help people live better, productive, more productive lives. We see no help from them that I am aware of. There's there's nothing here with their name on it. And I know that they get millions and probably billions donated every year. I know that uh, Warren Buffett has pledged large sums of money as well as Bill Gates himself to that foundation. What are you hoping comes out of this tragedy in Kentucky? It's hard to say that anything good could come of it, but just an awareness of the the people down here that they're not lost. They're they're good people that deserve good opportunities just like everybody else. Jeremy Noble, we thank you very much for your time and hope that you and all of your loved ones can stay safe. Appreciate it. Thanks, Jeremy. Hang in there, okay? Thank you. Take care, sir. You've been listening to the Fox News Rundown. Rundown. Stay up to date by subscribing to this podcast at foxnewspodcasts.com and for up-to-the-minute news, go to foxnews.com. From the Fox News Podcasts Network. I'm Ben Domenech, Fox News contributor and editor of the Transom.com daily newsletter. And I'm inviting you to join a conversation every week. It's the Ben Domenech Podcast. Subscribe and listen now by going to foxnewspodcasts.com. I'm Charles Payne. Listen to my Unstoppable Prosperity podcast so I can get you making money right now. Whether stocks are hitting new all-time highs or in free-fall mode, opportunities abound. So why are so many potential investors still sitting on the sidelines? In a new season of my podcast, I'm going to get you in the game. After 38 years on Wall Street, I'm ready to impart some lessons and get you invested in the greatest wealth-generating machine in history. Listen anytime, everywhere at foxbusinesspodcast.com or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast.